I'm Jack and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 86. It's Monday the 1st of November and the title of today's episode is Getting Out of Your Comfort Zone. So I actually struggled a little bit with coming up with some content today because I was struggling with focus all day. I started my day with a really challenging leg workout with my personal trainer in the gym and that kind of wrecked me. <laughs> I couldn't do much for about an hour after that and I just had really low energy. When you're training and you train really hard, there's a thing called DOMS, which most people are fully aware of, that comes on 24 to 48 hours after a challenging workout. And I have a feeling that there's a similar thing that happens with sleep deprivation, like a delayed onset tiredness kind of thing, where on Saturday night I was heavily deprived of sleep and I sort of felt okay yesterday. But then today it really hit, it really landed, and I was really struggling to stay focused and, and be productive. I have a very short progress update, so let's just get that straight out of the way. I finished my classes. Uh, <laughs> I finished the section on classes in Unwrap. I was going to say I finished my classes in Unwrap, but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I finished the section on classes, and now I'm on to the section of, of, about protocols. And I learned some interesting little things. Um, I'll just name one thing. So classes have a de-initializer which is unique to classes. Structs don't have that. Protocols don't have that. And essentially what that does is enables you to run a, a code block when the class is deleted, when it's removed from memory. So that was interesting to learn. There's also a lot of little different things. And it's really great to understand the nuanced differences between the three main uh, da data objects, the three main complex data types structs, classes, and protocols. And there's also extensions, except um, that's not really its own separate thing. That is, and ex extensions are uh, related to, gosh, I think you can use them on all three, actually. I think you can extend on protocols, classes, and structs, but I might be wrong about that. That's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm, I think I know the answer, but I'm not sure. And now I'm gonna learn the answer to that tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, and adjusting to my hard morning workouts has been challenging. So I guess that's kind of a progress update as well is that I am sticking to my guns on the morning workouts and I haven't fully integrated them yet. I haven't fully adjusted to doing it at that time and figuring out how I flow into work and being productive from that point. As it has shifted the time that I would prefer to eat is now instead of fasting for longer during the day and kind of waking up and working on an empty stomach, which keeps me fairly clear in my mind because I'm not digesting any food. I really like to be productive when I have an empty stomach. But now with my new training program, it's much more intense and I need to eat more calories. And that's definitely affecting when and how much I eat. And, um, how how like focused and awake I am during my during my work hours. So I'm still figuring that that one out, I'm trying to balance things a little bit better. But back to the topic. So 
This is all about getting out of your comfort zone. And there's different ways of doing it with software development. I think that it's one important thing that I have learned about everything is that you have to keep things fun. Say you start a, a new workout routine and if you're not enjoying it, you'll just slowly pitter off. Like you, you'll just slowly stop uh, enjoying it and, and you'll lose motivation and then you won't want to go to the gym or you, you'll just delay it or you'll reschedule. Um, yeah, you have to keep things fun. And you also have to recognize when things are too easy. So one of the things that I learned about this is that uh, there's, a, there's a balance to strike between difficulty level and fun. If something's too easy for you, you might, it might still be fun, but when it's not challenging, you will drop it. You'll tend to drop it. And so you have to continuously find that, that happy zone where it's just challenging enough and still fun. And I think the easiest way to do that, or maybe the best and most efficient way to do that, is to actually go too far forward and go into, into too hard land and then roll it back a little bit from there. So I did this with language learning recently or in the last 12 months with Indonesian. I was doing easy things. I was on flashcards. I was on Duolingo. I was keeping it light. And then I wanted to, at a certain point, I wanted to really up-level my my learning speed. And so I started using extensive reading as a method of learning. Extensive reading, essentially, not, not many people know about it, but it's, it's actually like a, a well kind of studied or documented learning method. And it essentially just means that you read a lot of content. You just read books. And uh, generally you read for a minimum of 30 minutes. You try not to go too deep into the understanding of the meaning. You try to just keep a good pace and continue reading. And by doing this, you expose yourself to much more of the language in a shorter amount of time. But I did find that when you don't understand anything, sure, the exposure is there, but the comprehension is not there. And when you don't comprehend anything, it's a very boring activity to just be scanning foreign words on a page with your eyes. <laughs> it's too hard and I lost interest. I lost interest the first time I did that. So what I did is I went back to the easy stuff. I went back to the, to the Duolingo and to the flashcards. And, and then I also found a much, much more basic book, a children's book. And I just stayed in easy land for a bit longer until I could pick up Harry Potter. So when I picked up Harry Potter, it started out too hard. And that was kind of perfect because I've done, I've read Harry Potter in other languages before. When I was learning Spanish, I read it in Spanish. When I was learning Japanese, I read it in Japanese. And um, I found that it comes at a certain point where it's literally the perfect book to read because I already understand the story. I've read it multiple times in English and now also multiple times in, in other languages as well. Um, but yeah, it was too hard when I started. And I just pushed through because I knew that soon enough it would be that perfect level of difficulty. And that's exactly what happened. Eventually it got to that perfect level of difficulty where I could enjoy reading it for 30 minutes, 30 to 60 minutes at a time. And so I think it's, it's important to apply these lessons to uh, software engineering and, and development when you are self-taught because you don't have 
as somebody who's self-taught, you don't have somebody who's coaching you. You don't have someone who, unless you go to a boot camp or something, but then you're not really self-taught. Um, you need to find ways to be your own coach. You need to find strategies to uh, get out of your comfort zone with, with things. And it's, it's not easy. It's definitely challenging. And I'm, not, I'm definitely not the best at this. But I guess I have, <laughs> I have that same classic experience that I had with Indonesia now with, with software engineering, where I started with a project that was too hard, but I really cared a lot about it. And I pushed through, I pushed, I pushed through to try and to try and make progress. And I experienced what, what expertise at that level would feel like if I understood things, that's the level that I want to be at. That's sort of like establishing the goal, establishing the baseline. Here's where I want to be because I want to be able to do this and doing this requires that I'm at this level. Um, so if you haven't done that, if you're still kind of tinkering around in Duolingo land with coding and development, which I suppose would be equivalent to, I don't know, just watching random tutorials on YouTube or maybe um, doing like following a tutorial project and not having to think about your own code, not having to sort of like copy coding. That's easy land. That's Duolingo land. And hard land is when you, you have to really think for yourself and go and do things for yourself and generate your own code, solve your own problems. And I think you need to have that experience as early on as you possibly can um, to understand where the goal, where the bar should be set. Where's the goal? Then, of course, dial it back when, it, when it's too hard and it's not fun. Because if you're not having fun, you're not going to stick with it. So you definitely have to kind of dial it back as well and uh, make sure it stays fun. So yeah, that's um, that's that's the topic for today. Jack's hack is actually I didn't I don't have a hack today. I've noticed a pattern where I feel, when I feel like I'm not doing well and having a good day, I really struggle with thinking about a hack. Like I feel like I'm not qualified to give any kind of life advice when I am having having a bad day. Um, so I what I what I decided to do I was gonna. The hack I wish I had right now is accelerated recovery. If I knew how to rapidly accelerate from, uh, ra rapidly recover from a, uh, a night of lost sleep and also really difficult and challenging workouts, then I'm all ears for that right now because that's what I need. So I'm going to be finding ways and strategies to accelerate my recovery and get better rest, faster rest, higher quality sleep, and uh, just, yeah, recover faster. So thanks for listening, everyone. Day 86, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.